Um, so my name is Fabiano. Sorry because I didn't introduce me before. I'm one of the leaders uh, at Sunny Hill. And we've been talking about, <laughs> we've been talking about uh, freedom. Last week, uh, that was the first week we started the, the, uh, talking about freedom, life, the life you always wanted. And Adam brought us a really strong and powerful message. I don't know if you remember, but I just want to kind of recap what he said. He talked about the promise of freedom. Who was here last week? Right, so do you remember what's the promise? What's the promise of freedom? Lots of promises, right? Let's go through the Bible. He brought us the Bible perspective. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burning again by a yoke of slavery. Freedom is, is a complete freedom. He brought, a, brought a, an example from um, Las Vegas, right? So it's like everything that happens in Las Vegas stays in Las Vegas, but that's not exactly what it is, right? So freedom is, is kind of relative, right? So you understand that freedom depends on your perspective. For some people, uh, you have a different perspective of freedom. For example, if you are in a country where you, you have like a, um, the government that's like a th tyranny with, with power over, over people, so you want to get rid of this, right? So you want to move away, and then you start dreaming about going to America or like immigrating to another country where you have freedom, right? So freedom, there's a different perspectives of, of what's freedom. Yes. Um, and we also learned last week that freedom, there's also uh, there's consequence in what we do. I, I like to give the example of Zoe. For Zoe, maybe freedom would be eat lots of chocolate, but <laughs> that will give some, you have some consequence, right? So she, she's gonna get sick, or she's gonna have a tummy ache, or she's gonna, I don't know, get ill. So freedom, we need to have, there are some boundaries in freedom. And in the same way, God created us to be free, but we also have some boundaries. We have some limitations, but those limitations are not to make you, uh, to just to make a constraint to you, just because he likes it, but it's a way to protect you, right? So let's live in freedom then. Um, and I wanna, have, and I wanna ask you a question. So we all learned about freedom, right? Yeah. Do you still remember? Good. And the question is, oops, is this working or not? There you go again, the control. There you go. So my question for you, based on what we learned last week, is are you free? Are you free? Ask yourself, am I free? Or are we, are we completely free? Or are we stuck in the middle of situations, in the middle of worries? You are in a constant battle in your mind. You are in a constant battle with your desires. That's who I am. Yeah. I would say I'm not free, completely free. I want to get freedom. Yeah. We are pursuing freedom. Right? So we, we are in this constant battle in our mind. Paul mentioned, and Adam also brought this last week, that he was in constant battle in his mind. The things that he wants to do, he doesn't do it. And the things he, 
he doesn't want to do, and that's what he does. And that's our, our fight in our battle, in, in our mind. And that's where we are now, right? So we, we are not completely free, and we are all in the pursuit of freedom. And that's the message for today. I'll just skip that. What am I? Cool. Right, so we're starting the, the message today talk. I think this control is a little bit funny, isn't it? There's a delay on it, isn't he it? He He just likes you, Adam. <laughs> okay. Do you need to point over there? <laughs> okay. All right, let's just keep it. Cool. I might be a little bit confused. Right, so we all do. Uh, uh. <laughs> that or not? Okay, let's give up on the screen. <laughs> let's go on old fashioned ways. Might be the order, maybe, of these slides or not correctly. Cool. So, do you agree with this? We are all in the pursuit of freedom. That's where I am now. I think that's where you are. And so today we're going to learn about how to pursue freedom and where to find it. My goal here today is for us to understand our situation, our current situation, and what God have, have for us in terms of freedom. And then we're going to continue in that. Amen? Amen. Are you with me? Yes. Can you help me? Yes. Thank you. These lights are not helping at all. <laughs> um, one of the things that Adam... Uh, brought last week was the freedom is contentment. And that's also something that we need to remind. Are you content enough? So if you're not content, that's a good start because that means you're not free. And that means we, every person in this, in this room, we all need freedom. Uh, we are, okay, we understand that we are searching for something. Right? We are seeking freedom. We are trying to find freedom. And it's funny when, let's say, if you lost your car key, and you tell your friend, say, oh, I lost my car key. And what's the first, ask, first question he's going to ask you? When did you lose it? Where did you lose it? Where is, and then, of course, well, of course, if I knew where I lost it, I would just go and get it, right? But actually, the correct question is, where was the last time you saw your khaki. And what, what do you do normally? You go back, right? Go tracking. There was a, uh, I went to Hobbycraft another day with Zoe, uh, and we got, we, I'm doing the, a kind of rewarding game with Zoe, so try, just try, trying to keep her with good habits. So I got some, like, some stars and some, some beads, so we're gonna just put in the board, like let's say if she wins a star, I'm gonna put it there. Uh, but there was an, and that confusion, trying to get in the car. I put everything on top of the car. I went inside the car and I ran away. <laughs> and I remember driving, and I saw something flying on the back. I said, something fly from the, roof, from the roof of the car. I said, oh, I'm sure I put the things inside. So I went back home, and of course I found out that I lost the thing. And I live quite far away from Hopcraft. And guess what I did? I said, I'm going to go back where I remember I lost it. 
And I went back all the way with Zoe with me, and guess what I found? It was just right there in the right place, and I found the thing. So I think that's, that's the, the main point. Of course, if we, we lost our freedom, so where we lost it? So let's go back on time and see where we lost it, so we might be able to track it back and find freedom again. Are you with me? Yes. Cool, let's see if this is gonna work now. That I did this, okay, where did you lose? Where did we lose our freedom? Let's start, start from the beginning. Okay. From the very beginning, right? Adam and Eve, where they were? In the Garden of Eve, of Eden, sorry. Garden of, I mean, it might be from Eve, but in this case, Garden of Eden. So in the Garden of Eden, they had completely freedom. So I can say that that was the last time we saw freedom in humanity. Because they had contentment, right? They, they were content with God, content with what they had. They had a completely peace. And peace, when I say peace, is the word shalom. Shalom is the completely peace where you don't have to worry about anything. It's a pure and completely um, peace in your mind, in your life, in your finance, in everything. They had dominion over the creature and over the nature. There was no, like, there was no, uh, um, I lost the word now, like tsunamis, phenomena in, on the nature, right? There was no tsunamis, uh, earthquake, nothing like that, because the, the, the nature was just perfect, and the men had dominion over that, and they had dominion over the, all the creatures as well. They had provision, because God said, you can eat from all the fruits in this garden, because God made all the fruits grow. Of course, there was one specific tree, he said, don't eat from that one. And they had innocence as well, so they, they were pure. They didn't have the understanding of what's good and evil. They didn't have the understanding what's what's bad. They were just completely innocent. And actually, they were, the Bible said they were completely naked. They didn't realize they were just, you know, like, completely free. Right? In the nature. And that's the Garden of Eden. The word Eden means pleasure, delight. That's the completely, it means um, paradise as well. We use the, the same translation. So that's the completely freedom in the presence of God. They had God visiting them every day. They were completely in the presence of God. And that was the last time when you saw freedom. Are you with me? So, how can we go back to this? And what happened in there? What happened for them to lose the freedom? So I just gave you an example that I put the things on top of the car. That's what happened when I lost my things. So what happened in the Garden of Eden when they lost the freedom? When we all lost the freedom as well? So the Bible says that, I know most of you know this story. There is a, like the snake in the tree, and the snake starts to talk to Eve and try to convince her about, about uh, to eat the fruit. Uh, and that's what the snake said to, that's the devil, said to, to Eve. He said, from God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and Pleasing to the eye, pleasing to the eye, and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. 
She also gave some to, the, to her husband, Adam, right? So who was with her, and he ate it. There is a concept on this one. That's the, the verse of the fall when they, they, start, they, 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 they ate from the forbidden fruit. And the Bible says that for Eve, there was pleasing to her eye. She looked at the situation and she said, that's, that's, that's good for me. That's what I want. And she exchanged the eternal glory of God. She exchanged what was in the, in the, in the, in the Garden of Eden, all the, uh, the full freedom for, for a momentary, for a temporary uh, pleasure. She lost for, for a desire for gaining wisdom. And you know what happened with her? She just not lost it, but she also became an ambassador of what she started, of the lack of freedom, of the loss of freedom, and how you're going to use that. But she gave it to Adam, to her husband. She said, oh, that's good as well, try that. And he ate it. And we all fall. We all lost the freedom. So that's exactly where we lost the freedom. All the humanity, I put this black slide here for us to remember that. That's the, that was, that seems like the end, right? But that wasn't the end. That's what the Bible says, that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all embrace that situation. We all lost our freedom. All the humanity, we fall short of the glory of God. The Bible said that for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subjected when back there to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it. In hope that the creation, creation itself will be liberated from the bondage to decay and brought to the freedom and the glory of the children of God. So the whole creation fell. Is that the right, right way to say? Help me, please. Help with my English. So the whole creation was, was subjected to that situation. All the thorns we see today, all the weeds in the nature, that came with that. All the disgrace, all the, the, the sickness, all the illness, all the, uh, I lost the, the word again, all the phenomenons of nature and everything that happens in the nature, it came with that. And I, I can tell you, all your problems, all your worries, it also came with that. That's where I start. If you think about the man, he didn't have to work. His job was to look after the garden. But he, the Bible said when he, when he ate the, fruit, the forbidden fruit, he said, God told him, now from your sweat, you're going to have your food. You have to work. You have to work in the land to, because all the thorns and all the weeds will be there. Right? If you work with your garden, you know what I'm talking about. You need to get rid of them. It's, it's quite, they're quite vigorous. They're quite, sometimes the, the, you find a thorn here, you take it off, but it goes all, all the way over there. It's, it's all tangled, right? So it's a hard work. So all your hardship, all your heaviness, all your burdens, it starts from there. Are you with me? Do you know where you lost it? Okay, shall we track back then? So you find where, how, to, how to find freedom again, right? So this, this is the problem. Um, 
they just find where I, where I am now. And the other thing that's also happening is the kingdom of darkness took over. From that moment, that's the moment when the, the, the darkness took over and all the humanity. So you see all the, all, all the sin, all the death that came along with this situation. The Bible says that because of, of this action of Adam and Eve, we were under the law of death and sin. So we became subjected to the law. And what's the solution for this one? Right? We can't live with that. Okay? We can't just accept that. That's the end. Of course, that's not the end. And then came, we had the law. So the first thing we had, of course, we had the law of, de of death and sin, but God brought to us a new law, a new understanding, a new way to live. And the humanity, they, they started walking by the law. That's why the, the, like the old Israelites, the old uh, uh, people from God, they start learning with Moses, what's the law, what's the way, so don't... Uh, um, don't make another images, don't, uh, don't worship different gods. So all the Ten Commandments, they came along with that. So the, the humanity started, started to be guided, I would say, by the law. But the law, it wasn't enough, wasn't it? The Bible said that the law was a kind of guardian until Christ would come. Yeah. That's what it says in Galatians 3, verse 24. So the law was just guiding the humanity for a temporary thing as well. The law wasn't eternal, wasn't the eternal solution, it was just a workaround for us to find Christ uh, where we found him. And the problem with the law is that the people started to trust in the law, they, they, they stopped trusting God, because they thought, if you follow the law, I'll be saved. If I do everything that the law says, that's what, where I'm going to find salvation, that's where I'm going to find freedom. So the people start trusting in their arms. And you see that lots of people today, they still have the same idea. They still have the same thought. If you ask for someone um, that's not Christian, and you're asking, like, what, what do you think about, um, what's Christ Christianity is about? How do you get salvation? What do you think we think? What's your perspective about us, about ourselves? So they say, you're probably going to say, like, oh, uh, you guys are trying to do the right thing. You're trying to walk on a path. And at the end, you're going to meet St. Peter at the door. And St. Peter's going to tell you, like, oh, you did right. Uh, you did wrong. And so you go to the right with God. The only ones go to the hell. And that's what I think most of the people think about what we're doing here, right? You might think the same. I don't know. Do you think that? <laughs> it might change this perspective for you now. Some people even think that they're going to be like a big screen. Have you heard about this? No. This vision. Some people believe that at the end of our life in heaven, we're going to have a big screen, and our life is going to be there. We're all going to see that, and God's going to judge our actions through that screen. If you ask a lot of people, they're going to say that. And even inside the church, people still believe that we are depending on the law. And that's not enough. And the other thing what happened also, people started to get over the law. 
They start protecting more. They start creating new things to protect people against from the sin. But that's not enough. The Bible says, I think I didn't put the verse in there. The Bible says in Romans 8, verse 3, the law of Moses was unable to save us. In other versions say the law was powerless to save us because of the weakness of our sinful, sinful nature. So God did what the law could not do. He sent his own son in a body like the body we sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin control over by giving his son a sacrifice for our sin. I think I put this in the slide. I'm just gonna. There you go. It's not helping, is it? Let's read again with me, right? So the law of Moses was unable to save us because of the weakness of our sinful nature. So our body, our flesh, our sinful nature was there. Even having the law, we couldn't really follow it. And that became like a burden, like, like a, a yoke and heaviness in our life that we couldn't bear. But what God did, he had a plan. He sent, he, he sent his own son in a body like the bodies the sinners have. And in that body, God declared an end to sin control over by us. By giving his son as a sacrifice for our sin. That's the solution, right? So we understand that where we lost our freedom, and that's where we find. God, his, God sent his only son as a sacrifice. I think most of us, we know that. That's like, that's the real truth for us. But the understanding here is that was the end of the sin control. The sin has no power over you anymore. Amen. Has no power. Has no dominion. There is a new thing. There is a new kingdom. There is a new dominion over you that comes from God because he gave his life for you. What, I, what strikes me on this is we've seen a lot of people fighting for freedom, right? We, we learned, we heard, heard about this. I was trying to, talk, to get from Cooley an overview about Mandela yesterday. Cause, but he said, that if I have to share with you about Mandela, I'm going to write the whole book. <laughs> uh, but just because I was reading about Mandela was a man, I don't know if he was good or not. That's why I was trying to get the idea in the background, because that's what we learned, that Mandela was was a guy who fought for the, for, for the liberty, fought for, for freedom. And he, he spent 27 years in the prison fighting for that, right? I don't know if he was good or not, but that's the, the, the view we have, I have, and that's the understanding I have. So there's a lot of people that fought for freedom, and he, they gave their lives for freedom. You can use uh, Luther King, you can use even Gandhi, you can use a lot of people that we know that fought for freedom. And today you see around the world with the Ukraine, situation with the Israel and uh, Gaza situation, you see that this, people are still fighting for freedom. They're still fighting for territories. They're still fighting for dominion. They're still fighting for, for control and govern, right? 
And God, he fought for us. Because your kingdom was taken over by the darkness. Remember I said in the beginning, God fought for your kingdom, for your heart. And that's what the Bible says in Colossians uh, 1.13, that we were transported from the kingdom of, God, of darkness to the kingdom of his son. Are you with me? Amen? So we are saved. We were trans transported. We were transferred from that kingdom of darkness to a new kingdom, to a new dominion, to a new place. And do you know what's the problem with us today? Is that we sometimes will let take it over again. We let the darkness, we let the situations take over again. And I think that's the main point for, for all of us here. I think most of you, we all know that we are living Christ. We, are, we belong to him. But the problem is that sometimes in day-to-day -day life, we might listen to a message here today, and then Monday, when the situation is coming in our life, you forget about that. You lost, you lose it again. You lose your freedom again. You let the, the darkness take control. You let the sin take control. And the question is, how can we apply something in your life that will fix the problem, right? And it's not just like a bandage that you put on top. We need to really fix that. And that's what I want to... That was just my introduction, right? <laughs> I don't know what time is here. I'm lost on the time now. Okay. I'm good. And I want to just to share with you some message, some, some uh, tips some ideas on how can we keep away from sin in a true way without just following the law? And how can we keep our life away from worries, from the things from this world, from the darkness, and be completely free? Who wants freedom? Yeah, are you with me? Yes. Good. So the first thing we need to understand Come on, help me. There you go. I think that's also going back to the beginning of who we are. We need to understand and receive our identity. We need to understand that our perspective needs to change. If we are in the kingdom of God, if we are really free, our way to see the world, our way to see the things needs to be changed. If you haven't changed yet, you need to shift your mindset and understand that you received a new identity. I was just giving an example that what the people think that uh, if you walk in a path, that's the way you're gonna be saved, right? That's most of what the people think. But actually, there's no way for you to keep yourself, you might be able to do a little bit here and there, to do good things here and there, but there's no way for you to keep your whole life doing the right thing, unless you'll be filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit, you let the Holy Spirit take control. So when I say receive your new identity, that means your Holy, the Holy Spirit is the one who controls your life, who controls your decision, who controls everything in your life. And that comes with the understanding, that's Second Corinthians, that's the, the base of this message. So from now on, Repeat with me, from now on. Okay. 
we regard no one from a worldly point of view. So your perspective has changed. You don't have the worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. We all knew. We are new creation. We are new creation. We are new people. We, are new. we have a new mindset. And when you're facing situations in your life, I know we all go through situations and sin and things that when our flesh fights with us, we need to come back and understand who I am. I'm reading a book, and Adam and Floss, they're all reading this book, it's um, Atomic Habits. Uh, I don't know who else is reading this or read this before. But it's a, it's a good book about building habits. And one of the points in the, in the building good habits is that you need to understand your identity. And also you need to build your habits toward the identity you want to be. So let's say you want to be a, a footballer, a, a, a football player. What you need to do, maybe you're not a football player, but what you need to do to be a football player. So you need to create the habits. So you'll be training every day, playing with the ball every day, um, kicking to the goal, to the score every day. You know, like you have to create the habit that will define who you are as well. In the same way, in our life as Christians, we need to build our life toward our identity. So what Christianity habits are? What, what are the habits of a, a Christian? What do we need to follow? What do we need to do? So you need to change your mindset towards that. So if it's reading the Bible every day, it's praying every day, it's having a relationship with God, it's um, not, not just by the law, not just because you have to do, but because that's what gives you pleasure, and that's what you should do. Are you with me? Yeah. The second one. Is set your minds in the spirit. And that's a really clear verse. There's a clear understanding for me. If you have time. I would recommend you to read Romans 8. 7, 8. You can read around there. I think the whole. I mean you can read the whole Bible. That's a recommendation of course. <laughs> but read about. If you want to just expand what I'm saying here today. Romans 8 is where. Uh, I got this, this, this idea of what we need to do. To. Um, to keep away from, from sin and also be and having the whole freedom. So the Bible said about setting your mind in the spirit. And that's about um, those who live according to the flesh have the mindset on what the flesh desire, right? So where, wherever you set your mind to, and that's where you're going to live. So if you, if you shift your mind, if you shift your perspective to the flesh, to what the, your body wants, and that's where you're going to live. But those who live accordance with the Spirit have the mindset on what the Spirit desires. And that's the way you can walk on the, on the path. That's the way you can walk on the road. The road is not, uh, it was just a, a guidance, but now we have, we have the Holy Spirit who is going to tell you, go to this way, go to that way. The Bible said there will be a voice behind you say, saying, go on that direction. 
right? So we need to be guided through the Holy Spirit. And once I heard about um, uh, kind of, it's not a prophet, it's an illustration, that the guy, he had uh, two dogs. One was really um, a bad dog, was really like, would bite everyone, would be like a nervous dog, I don't know how to say that, furious dog. And he had another dog which was good, was cute dog, was nice and was, um, and, and then someone, someone asked him, oh, no, I lost the, I lost completely the illustration now. But essentially is, uh, which one you wanna take over? Which one you wanna, and he said, it depends on which one I feed. If I feed the bad dog, the bad dog will take control. But if I feed the good dog, the good dog will take control. So the Holy Spirit is the same. I lost complete illustration. <laughs> we'll search this online better, but that's okay. But that's the main idea, you got it? Yes. Yeah? So we need to, we need to feed our mind, feed, feed our, our actions towards the things that comes from the Spirit. So our mind, our mindset should be in accordance um, with the Spirit. Okay? Uh, and then the, the third thing, and the last, just to pretend I'm finishing. Keep a firm grip and don't let it go. As I said, you, you receive the freedom, but easily yeah. it can go. Freedom is about the govern. It's about who is in control. And the, uh, the spiritual world it's alive. It's a real thing. We might don't see it. In some nations, you might see my more often, like how the spiritual world are battling, right, with, with the darkness and, and the kingdom of the light. You see all this battle happen, happening. You might don't see it, but they are real. And they are fighting for you. They won't take control of your life. The Bible says that the, the devil, he's running around us, trying to find a way to, to get you, to get into your heart. And we need to fight for it because he's worthy. Yes. He gave his life. He gave his own blood. He fought for us on that cross. And we can't let it go just by a temporary thing. Don't do whatever ever did, having the desire for a temporary thing, and we're going to lose the presence of God. I know, I don't know if you know, but I know what it is to be in the presence of God, to feel the power of God, to, to be filled. That's happiness. That's uh, the completely contentment. That's the, the completely uh, the freedom. Why we, we, when you lost the worries about everything, we just, it's with God. But when the temporary thing comes, sometimes your flesh goes to that direction. So don't let it go. Keep a firm grip. Are you with me? Yeah. Let's remain. Let's fight for freedom. Let's do what Mandela did. I don't know if it was you or not. Let's do what uh, uh, Martin Luther King did. Let's fight for the things you want for your life, the things that you believe. Let's fight for your dreams. Amen? Yes. Just last, 
the last verse to, to base this one. But whoever looks intentionally to the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in the way you do. I think we talk a lot in church, don't we? Well, we, we bring lots of, we're always talking. But the main point is about doing it. If you don't do it, you lose it. If I don't speak English, I, I'll lose my English. It's, it's funny. I, it seems like I, I give 10 steps ahead. If I stop speaking English, I go back like eight. You know? If you are a football player, if you stop playing football, you know how to play football, but you, you lose it, you get, get rusted, right? And that's the truth with God as well. If you learn, whatever you're learning here today, lots of things we're speaking, we're talking about freedom and everything, but do it. Tomorrow, you're going to have challenges. You might leave this today, open this, this door, and you're going to have a challenge. You're going to have someone that is going to tell you and your kids to get out of the land completely rude to you and you need to exercise the freedom that God gave to you because you belong to a new kingdom. You are new people. Amen? Keep firm. Don't let it go. And I want to invite you to stand up while you up. We can close this message. Um, I just said that freedom is about is about govern, is about dominion. The word kingdom actually is the dominion of the king. That's not, not the same word in Portuguese. And we, we, I, did re, I just realized this when I came here <laughs> to UK, when I learned English a little bit. But who governs you? Who is your king? Who has the control of your heart, of your life, of your mind? Who do you want to give control to? If you want to give the control to the darkness for temporary things, that's up to you, but what God wants you to do is to give control to Him, to surrender to Him. He gave His own life. He gave what He had of the most precious in the heaven, His only Son, for you. Because you are precious for Him. Because He loves you. You know all John 16, for God, who lo God that loves you, that gave His only Son for you to have your life in abundance, for you to have your life in the presence of God, for you to have this freedom. So that was the plan of God. I know that we still have this place. We're still living in this body, in this flesh. We're still living with our man desires. But we need to let the Spirit take control. And I want to pray with you. I want to pray with you for the Holy Spirit to come in your life. You might let it go along the way. 
but that's the time when you're going to let this Holy Spirit take over and have control of you. I want to invite you to surrender and to submit to God. In Jesus' name.